Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Father, we worship you this morning. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. We choose to lift your name and your name alone on high. As we lift your name on high today, Father, accept our worship in the name of Jesus. Father, touch everyone that is present here today. Those that came intentionally, those that came just to see, everyone, Father, let there be a divine touch in the name of Jesus. As we look ahead to the end of this year, we will see the end of this year. This year will not see the end of us. We will finish this year gloriously. And our testimonies will be wonderful. As we go into your word, Father, go with us. Speak unto us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. We are welcome in Jesus' name. And let's open our Bibles to Psalm 106. The book of Psalms, chapter 106. I'm going to read verses 4 and 5. Psalm 106, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 106, verses 4 and 5. I hope we all have our Bibles with us. It's on the screen. It says, Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation. Amen. That I may see the good of thy chosen. You will see the good of his chosen in Jesus' name. That I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation. You will rejoice in the name of Jesus. Amen. That I may glory with thine inheritance. Your glory will not be cut short in the name of Jesus. Amen. We started looking at the topic, Remember me, O Lord, uh, two weeks ago. And we said the word remember means a number of things. And we looked at two of, two of them. Number one, we say it means to make mention of. So when we say, remember me, O Lord, we are saying, Lord, make mention of me to the person that will help me. And I know God has been mentioning somebody's name to your helper. Amen. And he will not stop until you are helped. Amen. He will not stop until you receive your help. Amen. You will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. Amen. Say, remember me, O Lord, means to recall, to recall. One day the king could not sleep. And he remembered that somebody saved his life. And he said, what did we do for this man that saved my life? And he said, nothing. He said, oh, nothing was done. He said, he, he said, today is the day that we will celebrate this man. And I want to tell someone here today, your day has come. Amen. You will be celebrated. Amen. You will be remembered. Amen. The good deeds you did that looked as if they were forgotten. That somebody has said, that one is, uh, is covered by the rug. It's water under the bridge. Ah, I want to tell someone here, you are not forgotten. Amen. Tell somebody you are not forgotten. Now tell the person, I am not forgotten. Am not forgotten. The Lord will remember you today in Jesus' name. Amen. So that word, Zaka, which we were looking at, number three, it means to be mindful of. So when you say, remember me, O Lord, you are saying what? Be mindful of me, O Lord. Be mindful of me, O Lord. What does it mean when we say someone is mindful of you? 
when we say God is mindful of you, it means you feel the mind of God. Tell somebody, I feel the mind of God. So when God is mindful of me, it means every time God thinks about me. It means every time God thinks of me. So when we begin to think that God has forgotten us, it's, 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 it's an imagination of the devil. Remember me, O Lord. Means be mindful of me, O Lord. When you go to the book of Psalm chapter 8, Psalm 8 verses 4 to 6, Psalm 8 verses 4 to 6, he said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The psalmist was talking to God. He said, why are you mindful of man? And the son of man that thou visitest him? He said, you have made him a little lower than the angels. Tell somebody, that is me. You see, the word translated angels there actually is Elohim. And it's a name for who? For God. Bible translators look for a better a way to say, okay, no, that, that's not what they mean. But tell somebody, that's what they mean. The Bible says God has made you a little lower than God. Is somebody with me today? No wonder the Bible says, you are God's. You are a man of authority. You are a woman of authority. But when you don't know your authority, you cannot exercise it. Is that not so? When you don't know you have the authority, you can't exercise it. You will live here today with an awareness of your authority. Amen. You will live here with an awareness of your power in the name of Jesus. Amen. He said, thou has made him a little higher than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Testimony, I am crowned, I am crowned. With, glory with glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thou has crowned him with glory and honor. You know, that's why I love that passage. That says, I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, marvelous are thy works. And that my soul does what? Know it. Not ordinarily. Very well. That's what I am fearfully. fearfully. And wonderfully. wonderfully. Made. I am marvelous. marvelous. Some people are not sure. Say, I am marvelous. marvelous. Uh, The Bible says, marvelous are thy works. And the Bible makes us to understand that we are the crown of God's creation. So if anything is marvelous, you are most marvelous. Tell someone again, I am marvelous. marvelous. And my soul knows it. God's wonders will begin to manifest in your life in Jesus' name. He said, thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. And you have made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. He said, and thou hast put all things. How many things? All. All things. Under his feet. You see, brethren, we need to be awake to the fact that God has crowned us. God has lifted us up. But the devil will not say, oh, you know what? God has promoted him. Let's leave him alone. Is that the way he operates? Then he will cease to be the devil. In fact, if your life has got no challenges, you should ask yourself, am I serving the living God? Because if you are serving the living God, you have a record in heaven and where? And in hell. And so long as you have a record in hell, the devil will not say, "Um, you know what, 
No. Even the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says the devil departed from him for how long? For a season. For a while. For a while. That's why he came back. And Jesus was crucified. And they were celebrating in hell. Premature celebration. Every premature celebration concerning you, it will come to an end today in Jesus' name. Because you will triumph. You will be victorious. I said you will be victorious. Why am I sure? Because God is mindful of you. Tell somebody, God is mindful of me. What does it mean when we say God is mindful of you? We are going to read two passages. Psalm 115, verse 12 to 16. Psalm 115, verse 12 to 16. He said, the Lord had been mindful of us. He will bless us. Tell somebody, God will bless me. He said, he will bless the house of Israel. And I can paraphrase that. He will bless every member of Christ's chapel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Let's go to the next part. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. So you don't need to be the pastor. You don't need to be the geo. You just need to do what? Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. That's the whole duty of man. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. Is God talking to someone here today? He said, you and your children. No wonder the Bible says, I and the children that thou hast given unto me, we are for what? We are for signs and wonders. In this land. In which land? In which land? Wherever God has planted you, you are for signs and wonders. And you will manifest divine glory in Jesus' name. Say, the Lord will increase you more and more. Amen. You are blessed of the Lord, Amen. which made heaven and earth. Amen. You see, it says you are blessed of the Lord. Now it says, we did what? Which made heaven and earth. Which means, whatever is in heaven, it can give to you. Is that not so? Whatever is on earth, it can give to you. But it doesn't stop there. Whatever is where? Underneath the earth. That's why the Bible says, at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, of things where? Underneath. Every knee will bow. Our problem is our subjection to him. Our problem is that we think we are wiser than him. We fail to realize. I was sharing with us, at, was it on Thursday? Assuming you get to be around 50 years old, Guinness Book of Records will have your name there for a season. And say, oh, the oldest man that lived at so and so time. But what is 150 compared to eternity? Are they comparable? 150 is only 10% of 1,500. Is that not so? What percentage of it of, 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 of 150 is 15,000? What of 150,000? Yet none of those compares to what? Eternity. Brethren, fix your sight on the right thing. That's what the Bible says, looking unto who? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfection. The first and the last, the beginning and the ending. You will not fall. You will not fail. And you will fulfill divine mandate in Jesus' name. 
Now look at that verse 6. He said, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of. Is there anyone here who has been given the earth? Anyone here? Say, the earth hath he given to the children of men. Tell somebody, that is me. The heaven belongs to him. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So he can give it to whosoever he wills. That's what the Bible is telling us. That's what the Bible is telling us. If you know your creator, if you know your maker, if you know he's mindful of you, you will, you will adjust how you live. You will live in cognizance of his presence on a daily basis. You will live in obedience to the fact that he has spoken. He has never failed. And he cannot fail you. He has promised he will never fail. I will live. I will follow him. Oh yes, he has promised he will never fail. His faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness is forevermore. So from the passage that we have read, you will agree with me that when the Lord is mindful of you, number one, he will bless you. So when you cry unto God and say, Lord, remember me. You are saying, Lord, be mindful of me because I need a blessing. How many people need a blessing? You know, in, in Malachi chapter 3, it says, when you bring your tithe into the storehouse, he will open the windows of heaven and do what? And pour out what? You know, he, and pour out what? That's what I want to bring out. He will pour out a blessing. He doesn't say he will pour out blessings. But yet, that singular blessing, the Bible says it will be so much that what? You will not have enough room for it. So when you tell the Lord, Lord, I need a blessing, you are making a covenant statement. He will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, when the Lord is mindful of you, he will increase you more and more. He will do what? So maybe you are here today you are not married. And you say, I'm old enough to get married. It's my own season to get married. What is happening? The Bible is telling us today that because it's, the Lord is mindful of you, he will increase you more and more. He won't increase you if you don't get married. But I can tell someone here today that twins are on the way. Yeah. I can tell someone here today that triplets are on the way. Yeah. I can tell someone here today that is married, that is waiting for the fruit of the womb, that your wait time is over. Because the Lord is mindful of you. Because the Lord will increase you. Because he will not just increase you. He will increase you how? More and more. Receive it in Jesus' name. When the Lord is mindful of you, number three, he will crown you with glory and honor. He will crown you with what? Glory and honor. We know what the opposite of glory is, right? Shame. So when the Lord crowns you with glory, it means you will never be put to shame. Tell somebody you will never be put to shame. 
So there are, there are times that it looks as if the heaven wants to fall. There are times that it looks as if you are the only one that has problem in the whole world. You wonder, why are they smiling? Somebody tells you good morning and you will say, what is good in the morning? But the Bible says, because he has crowned with, the, with glory, there's a divine turnaround. Amen. I said there's a divine turnaround. Amen. You know, like the song, the choir sang, you may not know when, you may not know how, but what? He will do it again. He will do it again. He has done it for others. He has done it in the world. Of everything that God did in the Bible, you can stand upon. If you are a child of God, I say, Lord, you prospered Joseph in the land of captivity. Is that not so? So why will he not prosper you in Canada? You made Daniel the man that every government in Babylon consulted. So why will he not prosper you? Why will he not lift you up in Canada? Mordecai was a gate man. It was what? You know the way people will say it? They will say he was an ordinary gate man. But when the story was over, Mordecai was the king's counselor. The God that did it for Daniel. The God that did it for Joseph. The God that did it for Mordecai. He will do it again. And he will do it for you. In the name of Jesus. He will crown you with glory and honor. When God is mindful of you, then the dominion mandate will begin to manifest in your life. What is the dominion mandate? We know it in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. The Bible says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, what? Number one, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. Number three, replenish the earth. Number four, subdue it. Number five, have dominion. Tell somebody, have dominion. have dominion. When God is mindful of you, the dominion mandate will begin to manifest in your life. Yeah. When God is mindful of you, that's uh, number five, your prayers will be answered. I say your prayers will be answered. Yeah. And I want to tell someone here today, your prayers will be answered. Yeah. I want to go a step further and tell someone your prayers have been answered. Yeah. I want to tell someone here today that your season of manifestation has come. Amen. I believe this week we are going into is the last full week in the month of November, right? Because by the time we go to the following week, we are going to start December. This week, somebody will receive a call. Amen. This week, somebody will receive a letter. Amen. This week, somebody will have a testimony. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Because when God is mindful of you, your prayers will be answered. Amen. Finally, when God is mindful of you, his grace and compassion will be your portion. Amen. Somebody's prayer is just to say, Lord, do what? Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I'm not coming to justify anything. Just do what? Have just have mercy on me. And do you know what? God is a God of mercy. In fact, the Bible says our God is the Father of mercies. Mercies abound with him. So if that is your cry, when God is mindful of you, his grace and compassion 
will be your portion. The problem with many of us that say, God, have mercy on me, is that we are saying with one hand, God, have mercy on me. And what? With the other hand, we are looking at saying, hey, you know, paraventure, eh, maybe God will not do it. Ah, God doesn't operate that way. He said, let, he said that man of double mind will do what? Will not, or cannot receive anything from the, tell somebody, stop being of double mind. Say it another way, stop doubting God. Your situation is not greater than that of uh, Abraham. Amen? Amen? Your situation is not greater than that of Daniel. Maybe they thought they had finished the, the, the case on Jesus. Didn't they think they had finished him? Say, ah, we have, don't talk about that one again. We have concluded that one. Unfortunately for them. Unfortunately for you and I. On the third day, he did what? So that he can give you hope. Lazarus had been in the grave for how many days? All that Jesus had to do was to shout and say, Lazarus, do what? Maybe there are things that have been concluded concerning your situation. In fact, they have said, stop calling us. You are going to call them again this week. Somebody does not believe you will call them again this week and they will begin to sing a new song. I've shared my testimony with us before. One of the first places I worked in Canada, I was supposed to be in that place of work for two weeks because they had employed the person that would take over that position. But I was just there as a temp. But you know, God knows how to do miracles. The things you don't take to mean anything. God can use it to surprise the person he wants to use to bless you. The, I got to that place of work. My manager had been trying to do a bank reconciliation. And she, after working on it for days, and finding no headway with it, she did what? She abandoned it. And so I came in there as a scapegoat to do the bank reconciliation that manager could not do. Lo and behold, within two days, the bank account was reconciled. So when it was now time for me to leave, and I said, well, you told me that I will be leaving tomorrow. She said, who told you that? <laughs> the story changed. I was sent there by an agency. I became a permanent staff. The person that they originally employed met me there and left me there. I left that company after I had passed all my accounting exams and I got a better job and I got my promotion. Brethren, intentions can change. Letters can change. Voices can change. You know, our sister shared a testimony, was it last week? When she thought she had done badly and it was for them to say, maybe you are, you are, we, are no, we don't no longer need you here. What did they do? What did they do? That is the God we serve. You know the way he does his things. He will make sure that when he has done it, nobody, nobody can take the glory. So, the, the person that is waiting to say, and you know I helped him, or I helped that, the person will not even know when you got your letter. So that you can come back and say, to who be all the glory? To God be all. Because he's mindful of you. 
Tell somebody, God is mindful of me. Number four. To be mindful of. I don't know if I'm going to, I mean. Uh, uh, the, no, no. I'll finish with mindful. I want to go to the fourth meaning of when you say, remember me. It means to be thought of. To be what? So when you say, remember me, O Lord, you are saying, think of me, O Lord. And brethren, that is not a prayer that anybody can just pray. You can't just wake up today and say, Lord, think of me. Because if God decides to think of you, uh, what he may send your way may not be what you expect. It's not a prayer that anybody will just pray. So when you say, Father, remember me, it means, Father, think of me. Or think upon me. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 5. Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 19. Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 19. Nehemiah was speaking here. He said, think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for these people. Now, do you now see why he was asking God to think of him? He had done something. If your brother and sister do nothing, when you say God should think of you, and he thinks of you and he sees that you have done nothing, what does he do? Is he going to bless you for doing nothing? Nehemiah had a record. Remember, uh, what's that king's name? Hezekiah. God sent Isaiah to Hezekiah. He said, put your house in order, for you will surely die. The Bible says, Hezekiah turned to the wall. And he said, Lord, remember how I have served you with a clean heart. I have done everything according to your word. And the Bible says, Hezekiah did what? He wept sore. The Bible says, before Isaiah could go out of the palace, God said, go back to Hezekiah. Tell him I've added 15 years to his years. That's our God. It is not over until it is over. So when you say, remember me, you are saying, ah, Father, think of me. Think. When you go to Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 14, you see that passage again. Nehemiah 13, 14. He said, remember me, oh my God, concerning this. Wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. And for the offices thereof. Now, what are some things that Nehemiah did that made him to come and say, think of me, oh Lord. What are some things that he did? We are going to run off from there. What are those things that he did? Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 14. Nehemiah 5 14. 5 14. He said, moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year, even unto the 2 and 30th year, that's 12 years, of Artaxerxes the king, that is 12 years, I and my brethren have not eaten the bread of the governor. Of course, you know that the bread of the governor is what? It's expensive bread. So, Nehemiah said, I mean, he provided for himself and used his own resources for the work of God rather than be a burden on the people. He used his resources for God. I'm going to ask you a question today. Are you using your resources for God? 
When we say resources, it could be money, it could be time, it could be your intellect. There are things the church needs that you know that if you come in, you can easily do it. But you are too busy for God. So you can't tell God, remember me. Because he knows that the things that you can do, you have refused to do. Nehemiah uses resources for God. Number two, he organized provision for the house of God. The Levites and the priests. He organized what? Provision for the house of God, for the Levites and the priests. And he emphasized the place of tithes. It's still part of that number two. In upholding the integrity of the house of God. When we say God is a covenant keeping God, do you believe that? How many of us believe that God is a covenant keeping God? He's a covenant keeping God. He will keep his covenant. In fact, up to generations generations that the state of Israel still exists today is because of the covenant God made with who? With Abraham. Not even, not Jacob. Not Isaac. Of course, we know Jacob was a stubborn young man. And he was stubborn till old age. Not because of Solomon. No. Not even because of David. But because of who? Abraham was faithful in his covenant with God till the end. And brethren, one of the covenants in the scripture, one, there are many, is that covenant of Titan, which many of us don't like hearing. But it's a true, it is true, uh, it is tested and it is true. When the Bible says, and my people shall what? Shall never be ashamed. He's talking to his people. Are you one of his people? Covenants will determine who are his and who are not his. One of those covenants is, I mean, is the area of, he said, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. Remember when, uh, 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 what's his name? The king of Sodom went and met Abraham after he had defeated the enemies of Sodom and rescued Lot. And he said, ah, you take all the goods. Give me the souls. <laughs> Abraham said, I have made a covenant with God. With who? That no man will say, I made him rich. How did he make that covenant? He had met Melchizedek. And when he met Melchizedek, the Bible says he gave him a tenth of all. That was a covenant. And Abraham stood. And God came to his rescue at every point in time. God will arise for you. Amen. I say, God will arise for you. Amen. Nehemiah organized for provision in the house of God for the Levites and the priests. That's Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 10 to 14. We don't have time. He ensured that the tithes were brought into the storehouse so that the Levites and the priests were provided for. And then he said, remember me, oh my God. Think of me, oh my God. For what I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. In verse 14. He said, remember me, O my God, concerning this. Wipe not out my good deeds. My what? My good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. 
What are the good deeds that you have done for the house of your God? The, maybe because he is not your God, you are not interested in doing any good deeds for him. I was talking with, uh, uh, I, I, I mean, one, our, our sister the other day. By God's grace, we are going to expand, we are going to build this, our new sanctuary. But the question is, when we build the new sanctuary, and you, and you, and you are members of the church, are we going to be paying uh, uh, Jack and Co. cleaning enterprises to come and be cleaning the church? Why you are here? Tell somebody why you are here. Because now we have just these two buildings and this small square footage. And people don't want to join the cleaning department. How much more when the whole thing is a bigger edifice? Remember me, oh my God, for the service I have done for the house of my God. Thank God for winter. You know, winter too does some good things. It makes the grass to die. When spring comes and summer comes, what happens? The grass will come alive again. Then we say, man, let's come and clean the compound. And only three men will show up. Tell somebody why you are here. What is your service that God will remember? What is your service that God will think of? That he will say, no, 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 no. This is my son. This is my daughter. I have a covenant with him. I have a covenant with her. I'm going to round up now. I remember a brother who were together in Toronto. When I, when I came into Canada a few years ago, and this brother was the one cleaning the church. I didn't know. I was a minister in the church. I didn't know who was cleaning the church. Me, I was just coming on Sunday. The place is clean, and, but the pastor knew. And this brother was, uh, uh, what do they call that thing? He was a refugee. So he applied for refugee status. While he was, while they were processing his file, every around midnight on between Saturday and Sunday, he would bring his vacuum, clean the whole church. We would come in on Sunday, have a good time. At the same time, he got a job with Rogers, and so with Rogers, we all know Rogers, right? Uh, the, the 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 department that was installing uh, that thing that they do in their house, cable. In those days, Rogers cable, that was the main thing they started with. So he was among those that would go around, they bring their, their, their ladders and connect you to cable. <laughs> uh, one funny story. You know, I bought a TV when I came to Canada. And the TV was in my sitting room. And I didn't know that I needed to connect it to anything. For <laughs> I, in Nigeria, we didn't have cable now. You just put this iron rod outside and... Uh, <laughs> until I was talking with one brother one day in church, he said, ah, you have TV. It's not connected to cable. You need to tell you. <laughs> God will have mercy in Jesus' name. <laughs> so, they rejected this brother's uh, application for a refugee. What do you call it? Uh -huh. So, they didn't give him uh, the, the stay. And so, he had to go back to Nigeria. It was about the time he was going back that I got to know that he was the one that had been cleaning the church all this while. So they said, well, you are rejected. If you don't go, we will deport you. So he went back. Now the brother in question was an uh, engineering uh, graduate of the University of Ifeden. They now call it uh, 
OAU. So now you see how God works his things. When he was cleaning the house of God, I didn't know that God was making, making way for him over there. He got back there. It was the time that they started all this cable, all this telephone, and all these funny things in Nigeria. So they were looking for qualified people that had the knowledge. And the brother had worked with Rogers here in Canada. He got back to Nigeria. He was given a job. He was given a driver, an official car. He was given an official residence. I know people in Canada have official residence. I used to work with TD. The only person that had a driver when I was working with TD was our uh, was the president or whatever they call him, Ed Clark then. Was the only man I knew then that had a driver. Is somebody with me? The, the effort you put in in the house of God, God will remember. I said God will remember. God will think of you. God will think about you. Men may not appreciate you, but there is a God in heaven. There is a God that sees in secret that rewards openly. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. When you say, remember me, O Lord, what is your cry unto him? When you say, think of me, O Lord, what is there for him to think of you? What is, what is there for him to think of you? What have you done? You know, like that song this says, what have you done for him lately? What have you done for him that he will think of? Good enough, we don't have fence here. We don't have a gate. Do you know that you can come to this compound and do a lot of work and go home and pastor will not know? Nobody will know. You can come and just say, ah, this place is dirty. I want to clean it. And you will just do it and go. Nobody will see it, but who sees it? Your service to him will be rewarded. Your service to him will not be in vain. Like Nehemiah, when you say, think of me, oh God, he will look at you and say, yes, I can think of you. I see wonderful and glorious things that you have done. Let's bow down our heads this afternoon. Let's bow down our heads. Let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. When you are crying this afternoon, when you are saying, remember me, oh Lord, are you saying, think of me, O Lord? Are you saying, Lord, be mindful of me? I want you to examine yourself. Talk to him. I say, Lord, this is one area in which I want you to remember me, to be mindful of me, to think of me. Then take it a step further and say, Lord, this is what I will do. Oh, are you defaulting in that covenant of Titan? Or is it your service? Your service. It's just making yourself available. It's just you. You and God. You and your God. Are you saying, think of me, oh Lord. This is what I want to give unto you. Hannah went to the sanctuary one day and she prayed and said, Lord, give me a son. I will give him back unto you. God had Hannah. And her situation changed. And today we know Sister Penina. If that's, I believe that's her name. And that's all we know about her. But we know Hannah. We know Samuel. And the rest is history. Talk to him. He's your father. He's here for you today. In what area are you saying, think of me, O Lord? In what area are you saying, Father, be mindful of me? He's here to attend to you.
Are you here today? You are not born again. You've not given your life to Christ. It's an opportunity for you to do so. You want to raise up your hand where you are? We are going to pray together. You are here. You are not born again. You are watching online. You are not born again. God is mindful of you. A sinner whom God is mindful of, God is just saying, I have made all the sacrifice. You have rejected me. You are ripe for hell. But one who is born again, God is mindful of you. He said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of good, thoughts of peace, and not of evil to, bring, to give you an expected end. Father, I pray with as many as are saying, come into my heart today. Father, you will accept them. You will write their names in the book of life, and your name alone shall be glorified in the lives of these ones. If there's any such person, just say after me, including those who are watching online, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I want to turn a new leaf in my life from this day onwards. Write my name in the book of life. And let me sing a new song from this day onwards. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. I pray for every one of us. I say, God will remember you. I say, God will be mindful of you. His glory will shine forth upon your life. Oh, you will sing a new song. Your service in his vineyard will not be in vain. He will open windows concerning you. He will pour out that blessing that will set you apart. Concerning you, there shall be a divine lifting. So shall it be. And I pray if there's anyone here that is sick, receive your healing touch in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing touch in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing touch in the name of Jesus. Whatever part of the body has any pains, right now, receive the touch of God in the name of Jesus. From the head, the chest, the stomach, the legs. I say receive the touch of God in the name of Jesus. You will sing a new song. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.